Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. Buying a car can be a stressful experience. Truecar.com is changing that forever. Simple, fair, and a fun way to buy a car. True Car users save time and money, helping them to never overpay. You know you get the fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. True Car analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market and shares it with consumers so they never have to overpay. Genius. Over a million cars have been sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network, and users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True, stifle yourself. Three steps here. All right. Go to truecar.com. Yeah. All right was not stifling yourself. <laughs> Go to truecar.com. Find out what other people paid. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. Then take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a hassle-free buying experience. Save time, save money, never overpay. Truecar.com. This is Corolla Digital. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for supporting the show and telling people about the show and Clicking through the PayPal and putting a little wind in the sails of the pirate ship and all that good stuff you guys do to support us here on the show. Catch a contractor tonight. All new episode, man. Uh, my book, President Me, you can uh, pre-order that on Amazon and you know what to do. You click on through. You go to uh, adamanddrdrewshow.com and uh, it helps everyone and you help us fight the patent trolls as well. Fundanything.com. Good to see you, Drewski. Such a much better beginning than the last show. Mm-hmm. Last show. I'm a new man. I got mm-hmm. I got a full night's sleep. Feeling oh. good about myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you. I, uh, Prager's people called me and wanted to go out and do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that sound interesting? Or is it too much like brisket on brisket? Um, mm, boring on brisket is what I would <laughs> Well, that goes. You said? That worked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to get the uh, get the uh, show, the Redondo show, if you want to uh, download that at uh, fundanything.com, you can hear uh, me and Drew up on stage. Still available if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. I was just giving Gary that move because uh, I would have slugged that into the last one, too. Or the ones, or the other ones, right? Yeah. Right, maybe we'll go back and do that. It's in the notes, but it's at the bottom, so I think that's why you maybe skipped it. Oh, sorry. My fault. All right. So you and Prager. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good combination. Be interesting, right? Yeah. Prager's awesome. You're awesome. I think you could go out and be awesome together. I, I'm, I'm interesting how much he has an awfully philosophical bent, which I admire, but I wonder how much of it is 
is based in practicality because he has had a lot of interesting life experiences. Does he sort of is he able to put those two things together? You know what I'm saying? I mean, my stuff is all clinical, practical. You know what is, and that's what I base my beliefs on. Is what you know what I've seen. Um, Dennis Prager has traveled to a hundred and something I countries. Know. I know. Um, he's a very um, he is gregarious. He's sort of brilliant. Um, he's very thoughtful, and he's funny. And other than being devoutly religious, which it, it doesn't seem to, it, it I mean, it works well for him. It, it seems bizarre to me. He's insanely pragmatic in, in okay. o- almost all of his views. All right, so I, I all, would say all of his views. Uh, just sort of based on his experience looking at people and societies and things. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could you could take a topic. That you would think, well, I disagree. You know, I'm I'm for gay marriage, and then hear him speak about why gays shouldn't be able to marry, and go, well, that was pretty eloquent. Yeah. Like he, it's convincing. He, he's he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do a lot of yeah, but still, <laughs> or attack you, right. or call you a hater, or whatever it is. He simply takes his words, turns them into a hammer, and pounds whoever is before him, and not in an aggressive way. Right. right. He's a very polite guy never t- t- turns anything personal but when th- when when there be when a debate is spawned or when a, a debate arises with him he 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 kills you with kindness but he's uh, he's a guy who's educated he's yeah, a yeah. guy but he's also guys educated who never liked school he liked life you know he was out learning languages and conducting symphonies and things like that conducting symphonies conduct symphonies what the f speaks russian he must play he has to play an instrument I, i honestly don't know if he plays an instrument i know he's huge into classical music and now he does not know who Honey Boo Boo is, and not only does he not know, not only not seen the show Honey Boo Boo, he's never heard right. of Honey Boo Boo. And you go, well, you've heard of Honey Boo Boo, and he goes, no, I don't know what that is. Is that a, is that some sort of sandwich spread? And you go, <laughs> no, it's it's a show. And and he goes, and you'll go, he'll go, oh, I don't watch those shows, and I go, I I don't watch those shows either. It's just they're in the she's in the zeitgeist, in the ethers. Yeah, it's people have heard of Honey Boo Boo. Never. I was with him the other day. He had never heard of Sting or the police. Wow. Never heard of the band, the police, and certainly never heard of the gentleman named Sting. In, in a way, I sort of envy him. Envy, but but feels weirdly disconnected. You ever heard of Jefferson Airship? That's me. <laughs> That's me. See, I combine bands. No, but he can tell you how many... Sonatas, Beethoven is, you know, sure. and all that shit. I mean, look, it's it's a different planet and a different world with him. Um, nicest guy in the world, and um, a um, I'll, I'll say this, and then we'll move on to to me, me, and no, I've got, well, I got one other thing. Okay, wisdom, please. You don't hear wisdom. There's something that's missing in our society called wisdom. Well, now, I've said this for a long time. People yes. don't even know what that is. They don't know what wisdom is. Yeah. 
They, because they, they think they come to a doctor for the information that they can find on the fucking internet. Mm-hmm. No, you go to a doctor for him or her to apply their judgment based on the wisdom of having been applying that information that you just read for 20 fucking years in thousands of circumstances just like yours but not yours specifically. So you want them to make the right call. That's wisdom. Wisdom. Yes. It, it's what – Older people possess, and our society decided that older people were lame, <laughs> and we needed to get away from everything. Well, we that also was decided old. the information, the wisdom, was just collective information, which it is not. I, but, but, Drew, I, I think as as I like to approach everything from just a sort of more of a psychological um, perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I. And, and look at things in just a bigger social right. picture. So, so go dig. I think old became bad. As a matter well, of fact, in the seventies that we you and I were well. Now it's, it's kicked into oh, it's kicked into older drive, which <laughs> is which is this. <laughs> old is a pejorative. Yeah, now. We, yeah. Now you can't make fun of someone's ethnicity yeah. anymore. You can't make fun of their religion. You can't make fun of their weight. You can't make fun of anything. But, but old, old yeah. is still on the table. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking, you know, whether it's two comedians arguing or it's two w- chicks especially arguing, it's like, hey, you take your old saggy ass out on the road when nobody cares about, you know, it's like a yeah. lot of old, a lot of physical stuff, a yeah. lot of, you know, get a diaper, grandpa. Old has become a pejorative. Well, there's even, I'll even, I'll even suggest that, Somehow, somehow, becoming old is caving into something unnecessarily. Yeah, like why did you let yourself be do that? Why did you become old? No, fucking aging is a in necessary, natural, inevitable process. Better than the alternatives, by the way, which is just you die. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Better to age, yeah, because the alternative is dying when you're thirty. Yeah, now we can push it back, you know, a lot these days, but you, you still get old. Right. So old became a pejorative. And then it was always, it's like, look, look at television. What do they want? Oh, you go. Uh, how many How many viewers did the show get? Well, the show got 5 million. Forget about how many. 18 to 34. Right, right. That's the demo. Right. That's the demo. 18 to 34. That's what people want. 18 to 34. <laughs> By the way, I'm 49. I spent a fuck of a lot more money now than I did when I was 19. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I buy more expensive cars and more expensive everything now than I did when I was 23 or 31. Mm. Um, I don't know when 18 to 34. And I know, well, once you get them on this kind of toothpaste, they'll never leave. Eh, I don't know. I, I, by the way, like to experience new stuff and buy the newer, better yeah. toothpaste, what have you. But the point is this. 18 to 34, 18 to 34. Why... Is there fucking techno music being pumped into every venue? And I'm not talking about dance clubs. I'm talking about techno music being pumped into. I was at the Honky Tonk Bar in Vegas, and it was techno music. The airport, techno music. The sports bar, sports bar. Get with it, man. You're just an old, old fart. I can't, Gary. I can't remember where we you and were. Your John Hyatt and all that old shit. I don't know what they're talking about. But anymore, I man. just mean, get with it. It's you're EDM. going to fu- we, we, dubstep. We, we were on the floor doing a doing our convention with John Taffer. It's like 
nothing but techno music yes. pumped into every environment. Now, First again, of all, just calling it techno music, there's every robot. Anybody who's 35 is laughing out loud at your bullshit electronic music pumped into every element. Look. You used to walk through the lobby of a hotel and you would hear either elevator music or you'd just hear like smooth jazz or you'd hear, God forbid, classical. I love classical music. Just yeah. pump it. It makes people yeah, yeah. smarter. Now, why? Well, classical is old guy music right. and techno music is young people yeah. music. Yeah. So everything is skewed young. Yeah. Wisdom there's no such thing as a 19-year-old who has a lot of wisdom. It's wisdom is something that you get when you're old. If we're rejecting all <laughs> that is old, then we're rejecting wisdom. Pryor, who, who I Richard Pryor, who I still hold, is, was a, a who will go down as a great American poet. I really believe this. Mm-hmm. I, I think his his words still just withstand time. And he had a little piece about this. He goes, uh, he goes, a lot, a lot of wise young men, they dead than a motherfucker. <laughs> they're dead than a motherfucker? Deader than a motherfucker. Yeah. A lot of wise young men, they're all dead. How yeah. wise were they is the point. Right. So what Prager has is wisdom. And that's very rare. And that's something that should be sought. And in, instead of being sought well, wisdom after. Wisdom is, is through experience and through a holistic ex, uh, uh, um, processing. You say holistic, you mean. I mean, I mean intuitive, bodily-based, more than just linear, logical, looking through lists. Like last time I saw this experience, uh, here are the 12 things that caught my eye that I learned. No, you have a holistic sort of appreciation. It, it, you, you process it as a whole rather mm-hmm. than a lot of individual discrete phenomena. Right. So what I knew 20 years ago, I could fit into one of my shoes today. Mm. And that's a good thing for me. Um, I know and learn and grow as a a try to as as a whatever. And uh, as we talked about in the last show, um, you find there are no good 19-year-old carpenters, they're no good 19-year-old doctors. I don't give a fuck if you're yeah, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, it doesn't right. It doesn't exist. You need someone who's been there and done that. And wise people not only make good choices, they're more efficient, and they use things like go-to-meetings. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what wisdom. I would do. That's wisdom, wisdom baby. baby. Of course, building relationships, an important part of team function, brainstorming, collaborating, but getting everyone together in the same room is impossible. That's why... Corolla and his mm-hmm. team use GoToMeeting with HD faces we by do. Citrix. Simple way to meet online, anywhere, anytime. You can share the screen, work on documents in real time with GoToMeeting, turn on webcams to see each other face-to-face in high-definition video conferencing. And we, of course, can try it free for 30 days by visiting GoToMeeting.com today. Click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code ADAM. And again, this is it's it's ridiculously easy. If you have to have a meeting, you don't have to meet anywhere. You just set up a GoToMeeting, do it, work on each other's documents, Go to meeting, go to meeting.com, promo code Adam. Meeting is believing. So, Drew, wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Now, not sought out, and certainly not sought out, rejected. Well, by the way, I, I'm a little concerned by uh, the younger physicians I'm seeing coming in. They they, they lack, I, w- I was saying this the other day, super bright, brilliant, but they're very much robotic in how they're approaching. They, they don't have this sort of holistic, like, what's your, what's the smell? What's, what do you sense is going on here? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Mm. Uh, now, I don't know if they'll develop it eventually, but I, I was sort of well, been talking to some younger men who are, I'm impressed with them, but I worry that that 
they're getting so bogged down in the minutia of the lists and the as oh. we've as we've talked about in the in the previous show they will learn eventually if their posture is hey guy who's been doing it for 25 years Please let me sit at your hem and learn. I agree. Versus, hey, old man. Yeah. No, which in the medical system is it, that is how it's set up. So it's necessary for them to do that. Um, but I wonder you know, if you're so bogged in the intellectual, it becomes sort of autistic almost, mm-hmm. and it really needs a more a holism. Judgment is the key, and judgment is a holistic thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, making sense. And I, I just worry about that. That's all. It's just uh, it's not talked about. It's not cultivated in any real way. I mean, I walk in a room. I, I, I you know, with this, with a clinical situation, I know immediately what's going on. I just sense it. I smell it. I just look. At, I, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I just know it right away. Yeah. Just because I've done it a million times, and I look at the couple of the key, and and then I start refining and thinking it through. But already, I've got things underway, and I'm you know, take, intervening in ways that that if I just sat and thought about or or got lost in the weeds, right? Oh my god. Yeah. I'd make bad choices. Well, again, um, it's all about the young. Wisdom is sort of the Samsonite of the old. It's <laughs> what you tote with you as an older person. And if you're looking to go young, you don't want wisdom. And uh, wisdom is something that's not discussed, it's frowned upon. In a, in a way, I think it all started with everyone's entitled to their own opinion, not just right and wrong. It well, used to be, yeah. uh, hey, this guy's older, this guy has been around the block, this guy understands, so you fucking listen to this guy. Now it's like, hey, man, that's your opinion, this is my opinion, and yes. we're, everything's equal. Well, that relativism, because they, yeah. they treat their opinion like a, like a vote in a retarded election, <laughs> right. which is like... You have one opinion, it's wrong. I have one opinion, it's right. And now we're even. Right. <laughs> no, we're not even. Right. Uh, it, they act like, well, you've cast your vote, I've cast my vote, and they've canceled each other out. Untrue. It, it's interesting. I'm right. The, the way, You're wrong. Well, there's, it's, it, it goes back to uh, the Bush era where science was just another way of looking at things, man. Just mm-hmm. another way of seeing things. No, it's Bush not. era? They really – there was an attack on – the one thing that era did was attack science that was really problematic for mm-hmm. eight years. We, it, science was just another way of looking at things, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, it's just a story you guys made up. Well, There I, could be other stories that explain I, this. Like, I just, what? I Are just, you fucking kidding me? I just heard a story on on the ride here about an outbreak of measles. Oh, yeah. And uh, where, where was it? I think it was Orange County. That's what I thought, too. I and it's the parents. They don't want their kids vaccinated. Wait till they see a few measles deaths. Just a couple of those will straighten everybody and out. And they interviewed uh, the parent. It's like, listen, I don't want to risk it in this, that, and the other. I, the kid, with the kid with the measles. That's, that's the parent they interviewed? No, they risked the kid. They talked to the parent that didn't get their kid vaccinated. Uh, their kid did not have the measles yet. Yeah, they will. But... They, that's the way they roll. And By the way, we, here's the risk. No risk. <laughs> it's been looked at a thousand times, and there's, there's no risk. Well, look, here's what, here's what I do, Drew, and here's what I don't understand. Uh, we're on my podcast, and there's that um, zoo that's out of Zurich or wherever the hell it is where they kill the giraffe and then right. they fed the giraffe to yeah. the lions. Yeah. It's Copenhagen. And now they got to kill a lion 
and uh, uh, two cubs to bring in a new lion because the lion, the new lion they bring in, the alpha lion, is going to kill the two cubs right. or whatever the story is. Right. And everyone's outraged. Yeah. What's going on? How do they do this? They kill the giraffe. Now they're killing the lion cub. I always have one question. Do you think this person who runs this zoo knows something about lions and giraffes? Or do you think they're just fucking snuck in? Maniacs. To kill, love to kill animals. Yes. What do you think? What do you think they want to do? And there's always a pause. And the pause then becomes, I just don't agree with killing lion cubs. And I go, okay. But what, what do you think is motivating the individual that is making this decision who is running this zoo? Do you think his dad owned the zoo and then he got a gig because his dad gave the keys to the zoo? Or do you <laughs> think maybe he studied this for whole life. his whole life? Yeah. All right. So what is this guy's agenda? I want to know. Do, is he killing the giraffe because he's evil or is he killing the giraffe because he thinks it makes sense in terms of preservation of the species? And then... Let's focus on why he's doing this. Well, I still don't there's like just got to be a better yeah, way. Be better right, way. right. And, and my feeling is, okay, that's a lot of thinking. That's a lot of heart thinking, yeah. which I understand. Yeah. But it's not head thinking. Right. I'm willing to say that the guy who runs the zoo in Copenhagen knows a lot more about the zoo that he's running in Copenhagen than I do. And that if he has a decision to make involving a giraffe's life, right. that it'll be based on his accumulated wisdom yeah, and, but and knowledge, a, there's and I'm a, willing to let him do that. There's another layer. And I'm willing to let the scientists yeah. do the vaccinations. Yeah, there's another layer, right. There's another layer, which is people go, well, listen, there's this doctor in Fresno, and she's been looking at this for 12 years now, and she's come to conclusion. No, what do they say at Caltech, a- NMAT? That, that you go to the smartest fucking brain trust on earth and you, you look at what their math tells them. It's math, everybody. It's not story. It's math. What does their math tell them? What does is, what is their bio, biochemistry tell them? And then you listen to them. And that's your best bet. That's it. Right. And even if the vaccinations caused autism, if they caused autism in one in every 1,000 children, but measles killed one and a half in every 1,000 children... Then you still get the vaccination, but even and I not cannot, that that happens. Right, even if that were the alchemy, get, if that were the math, I would understand a little bit of pushback. It's nowhere near that right. kind of an equation. But I'm, uh, all I'm saying is, just show me the math. Yeah, let's do what makes sense. Right. When did that fly out the fucking window of this country? I, I, when our education just trashed. L- listen, I wanted to bring up another story. This this woman that keeps her teenage daughter alive, not alive. On a ventilator, she's dead. She's brain dead. You hear, you hear this story? Mm-mm. This kid went in for like a tonsillectomy and had an hypoxic episode and was, you know, brain killed off. Uh, I'm looking for a level of brain dead. Do you think I could get her to put a little splash of water in the coffee mug? No. Impos- no? No, she's beneath that. I know that's a level of brain death. That How about you- flipping over the butt wipes? Uh, no, I don't think so. Where is this kid? I think I could coach her up. So it it's brain dead. Okay. Okay. So kid's zero zero and and but a heartbeat and alive on a vent alive is a sort of relative term made a physiological prep, meaning the cardiopulmonary system is continuing to function and she's continuing to develop. She's continuing to go through teenage puberty, uh, uh, which will get gets gross as they, it gets to be a problem as they lay in bed and develop bed sores and things. 
no movement, no response to the outside world, no brainwave activity, uh, and no, no zero possibility that w- anything what, will return. What happened to her? A procedure, a tonsillectomy gone bad. Oh, that one. Oxygen cut off to the brain. That Brain one. dead, yeah. Wait a minute. I thought that mother took her kid out, put off her, everything. And no. Put her in like a home where they take care of stuff like this. And now How this does one, she pay for it? That was one of my questions. Guess who's paying for it? Me and, and, you. and by the way, and by the way, <laughs> well, that's money for it? taxpayers somehow. How? Or the facility is keeping it as sort of a lost leader to make a marketing point for themselves. That's the other thing I would imagine. But the point is, that's resources but, and money that could be kept to keeping people alive and helping people that. That's, had put, I mean, it's that's, unbelievably horrible use of resources. Listen, when I'm in charge, all that equipment will be coin operated. You'll nice. have to sit there nightly just feeding in nickels with nice. a sack. That's good smart. Well, would you want to return to a world where no one was thoughtful enough to do that for you? <laughs> Number one. No. Yes, I say this to people all the time. Um, resources, the hospital beds, trained staff members. It's not infinite. It's finite. And by the way, I blame the doctors and nurses at the original facility for not helping this family grieve and come to terms with brain death so this, and understand what that is. This is that story that was in the news six months ago. Yeah, now this woman is taking is taking uh, uh, interviews again going, she's blossoming into a beautiful young teenager and she moves her head and she moves... It's she bends all, at the waist. Yeah, all bullshit, all nothing. She bends at the waist when they take the bed yes, and lean yes. it forward, yes. right? Well, before she was so tonic that she couldn't even bend at the waist. She was just stiff. Oh, is that what happens? Oh, they be, they get contracturing. All. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Look, uh, I'm the same way. You're the same way. It's all just about the numbers, and it's a thing. I, I take that away. It's it's a, this is a disaster for this family that never gets to grieve. They're going to sit at that bedside for their entire life. Well, for some people. That is their life. No, I mean, it would not be the life. That no, 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 no. What, what I'm what I'm saying is, is you and I have spoken about this before. For certain people, a negative becomes their life. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. becomes. Look, everybody, every every dog needs a bone. They just need something to chew on. You yeah. know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And for for you and I, and for many people, uh, you know. For me, family, next book, next movie, next, 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 whatever the next thing is. We want to get on to the next yeah, thing, sure. right? That's yeah. that's your what you want to do. Yeah. There are many people that are looking back at their ex-husband or ex-wife or ex-neighbor or ex-what-have-you. Holding on. That is becoming their life. Now, yeah. look, we all need something. I mean, we need a team. Some guys, it's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Well, let's just say, hear me out. Yeah. For some people, it's the uh, X-Men franchise. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's fucking sad. Adult <laughs> males and the fucking superheroes. But either way, uh, they're going down to Comic-Con. They're going down to Burning Man. <clears throat> Whatever. They got a band they're following. Yeah. I mean, look at how many people just follow the Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah. That's their thing. Yeah. You know? Well, everybody needs a thing. That thing can be a negative thing and still be a thing. 
You know, hating the government can be your thing. Yes, but but when it becomes built on hatred and preoccupation, it's sort of stalking meets paranoid meets really serious pathology at that point. Right. right. That, that's of a, course. That's the, but but you say you're sitting there saying, well, this poor family never can they grieve because this child is technically alive but not practically alive. Maybe that's their thing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. For you, you're you're looking at it like you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you would think I could never do this. A for the child, A for my family. But B, I got to get on to the next thing. I can't sit by a bedside of someone that'll never wake up. Yeah, I got to get. But if they don't have anything to move on to, then all they have is a rearview mirror. Yeah. It becomes very convenient. No, nope, no. Hold on. You have to be pretty sick to to be that. I, you know, one thing I'm into you don't know is well, shaving. Well, hold on. Just hold that thought for a second because I, I want to I get into this a little bit deeper. Dollar Shave Club, baby. Oh, man. It's a billion-dollar industry. Big shave, baby. Vibrating handles with a back scratcher and a bullshit. laser pointer. It's Who needs BS. it? Yeah. Now, I switched to dollarshaveclub.com. Amazing quality razors. Other cool bathroom stuff. We spoke, spoke about in the past. Right to your door. A couple bucks a month. These guys are geniuses, man. They got uh, they got razor plans. They got three to choose from every month. You get them in the mail. Join me. Join Drew. Join the hundreds of thousands of guys who've upgraded smarter. This is what we're talking about. Time, smart, efficiency. This is it. Dollar Shave Club, baby. Time to shave. Time to save, baby. Save money. Shave money. Join dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Adam Drew. Dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Adam Adam Drew. That's dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Adam Drew. Now, listen, Drew. Yeah. We all need a team. Yeah. We all need something. And there's a small percentage of people like yourself that are constantly looking ahead, looking down the road, looking for the next challenge, the next project, and the next what have you. There are guys like Elon Musk who, oh, boy, there are 10 of you. Yeah. And for every one of them... There are five people who are the exact opposite. They're staring in the rear view, rear view mirror. They're looking for that person that done them wrong or that child. And it's a negative and it's a time suck. But what we all can't have is nothing. And if there's nothing to move on to, then we need an excuse. And that excuse is I cannot move on to this, that, and the other. I must be by the bedside of my child. And by the way, who chimes in and goes, what the fuck? Pull the plug. Let's get going in life. No, they go, here's what it is. So you either have something that's forward or you have nothing that's forward, but you have an excuse. That's what's behind you. Mm. And that's why. Think about all the people been through shitty divorces. And you sit around and one of the others moved on. Some don't. No, I know. Yeah. But let's just, no, there's there's a couple. Yeah. The couple breaks up. Right. Let's just say you and your wife break up. Yeah. Okay. Ten years from now, what's Dr. Drew doing? Oh, he's working on his next book. He's blah, blah, blah. And he's blah, blah, blah. And he's got his 15 TV show. Then you go talk to your wife. What are you doing? Oh, I, what am I supposed to do? That guy fucked me over a decade ago. I can't get over that. Hurt, you know, but whatever. Financial. I can't. My health. But the stress of but 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 not this ever going to happen to you, and not that your wife would be this way. But we've all seen it. Yeah. Like, guys had more kids, moved on, started another career, started five businesses. 
chick or vice versa. That goes down on, well, that guy just doesn't give a shit. See, see what a, see what a, a woman eater he is? He just right. rolls over people and goes on with things. Right. That's how the world sort of looks at that stuff. The world As opposed to, whoa, whoa, should whoa. kick that person in the ass and tell them to get the fuck off the sofa and get going. All right. Speaking of going, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everyone. It's me, Allison, from Allison Rosen is your new best friend. On Monday, I sat down with Bob Bryan and his wife, Christy, and we talked about how they coped together with his cancer diagnosis. You go from traveling for work and going to these fancy dinners and just like we wanted to go to happy hours all the time. And all of a sudden, I'm literally like cleaning up his shit off the floor. And it was just this, and, and, and obviously a lot happened before that happened, but it's just this hugely emotional minute. That was day one. That was day one. No, <laughs> it's, it's, we literally, our mantra was you have to live minute by minute and it's not an, a day by day thing. It's like, it's not hour by hour. It's literally minute by minute sometimes and 60 seconds has never felt so long. And then on Thursday, I was joined by Matt, Gary, Chris, and Jenna, and we talked about all sorts of stuff, including Matt's flip-flop budget and CrossFit. Subscribe to Allison Rosen is your new best friend on iTunes or go to AllisonRosen.com. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I love you. Allison's your new best friend. All right, Dr. Drew and myself, looking forward, baby. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, but it, it is mental illness when people really get stuck. I mean, it, it really, it, you know, schizophrenics get that way. Paranoids get that way. It, it's really problematic. Or people on drugs get that, you know, they get yeah. resentful and angry and just focus. It, it's bad. It's bad. People you and I have run across a few people in our day that might not suffer from mental illness that are willing to dabble in that. I, I, if it's really bad, I, I think it's mental illness. People, okay. people could be – they could be made – if they're willing to get help, they could be helped mm-hmm. is the point. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, phone calls. Uh, no. By the way, what? forget the phone calls. You guys – all right. Listen, you don't want to help people. That's your No, business. no. I want to help people by encouraging them to use stamps.com like I always do. Ah, Can I do that? Go ahead. All right. Post office crowded, pain in the ass. Now – don't need to go ever again. Stamps.com, all the services of the post office right at your desk. Buy and print U.S. postage for any letter or package from your own computer, from your own desk. Then you hand it off to your mail carrier. We have our special offer, of course, promo code ADS for a no-risk trial. $110 bonus includes a digital scale, $55 of free postage. Weigh that package, weigh that letter, get exactly the right postage. And, of course, when you print the free postage, it will be the price amount that postage, appropriate first-class postage for today. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in ADS. That is stamps.com, promo code ADS. Mm-hmm. Now, Drew, yeah. uh, it should be noted that this will be our last live show for a few oh, weeks right. because uh, I am shooting my independent film, yeah. and it's going to be very <laughs> difficult. We will uh, be playing some uh, best of, and uh, we'll do some early stuff. So it'll be some stuff that maybe some of you guys have not heard. Mm. So we've been going for well over a year now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We started like in a December, didn't we? Or even before the new year? Don't. I, I, I have no Me neither. mind for that kind of yeah. stuff. It's it was just, like November. November, so it's a year and a half. It just is. Now, Jesus is somebody... Christ, a year and a half. It went so fast. You, you know, well, it's part of getting old. But yeah. uh, one of the things, Drew, that's interesting for you and, and for myself... Uh, this is episode 134, so yeah. 
you will uh, we'll pick uh, eight, six or eight from uh, somewhere else, and you can figure it out. We'll see if we can slug in a, an original one or two, find a little time, maybe do yeah. it on the set or something. Sure, like I'll come. That. I'll bring the thing over there, the recorder. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Look at, that, the, look, at the, look at the pusses on those two. When I said that, I will do. It. You don't have to come. I'll be there. No, you won't. Oh, you already That's be there. Fine. Max right. Pat will be there. All right, good. Hero. That's what you say. Now, uh, it's funny that you and I don't have a mind. I I have a very strong mathematical mind, and just I see things three dimensionally. I I work them out in my head. Mm. I can engineer things in my head, and I can do very fast math just on the fly in my head. But and I have a numbers thing. If you tell me. You know, I was talking to uh, the Porcelain Punisher the other day, and uh, Baldwin called into the show a few weeks ago, and he said, yeah, let's get together when I'm in town. And I said, when are you going to be in town? And he said, ah, the 10th or the 13th or 14th or something like that. And then uh, I talked to Matt. It happens all the time where I go, when's Baldwin coming to town? And he'll go, 11. Through mm-hmm. that. And I'll go, no, mm-hmm. it's not that. No. I remember those numbers very numbers, well. Numbers, yeah. I never remember when I started a show, how many episodes I've done, how long it went. Anything of that nature yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. People tell me, when did you start the man show? What year? I go, I have no idea. Yeah. They go, when? How many episodes? What episode? How many episodes of Love Line? When so did you start what do you Love think Line? that is? It doesn't matter to me. And I, 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 every, I see everything. More than it matters. It's, it's that thing we have that if it's about us, we're like. It's, it's flushed out. Yeah. Like when the people do that thing where they go, uh, December 13th, 1987, buried my son. <laughs> Like, they do that shit. I always know it's a blowhard I don't want to hang out with. But secondly, I don't know when I buried my son. I never thought about it. I, I, uh, it the, these are dates that are past. Yeah. They're behind me. They, they don't they, – now, it's good to, uh, good to figure out an anniversary every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Good not to let three or four years go with uh, no. booting that one. No. But for me – People say, when did you do that show? When did you start this show? When did you do that? I just go, no idea. Why? Doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't. Sometimes it's interesting to people to find out, but it doesn't have a discernible, mm-hmm. doesn't make a difference in yeah. what's going on tomorrow. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to take a uh, call here, Drew? Sure. Let's talk Becky. to Becky. Becky, 30, Utah. Hi. Hey there. What's going on? Um, I just have problems at home with my stepson. He's 20, and he doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to go to school. And my fiancé won't let me ask him to help out around the house while we're at work all day. And I really resent it, and I just kind of wanted to get your feedback because I feel like we should compel him to do one of those things. Right. This sounds so extraordinary. You kind of have to explain what's going on with your husband, which I would suspect is for some reason he feels immense guilt over leaving the wife or whatever and therefore sort of compensating for that guilt by indulging this kid. Is it anything like that? That's spot on. I believe she has borderline personality and she's done a number on all of her sons. Right. So um, she, he feels guilty about bringing that woman in. He feels guilty about leaving her. He feels guilty about everything. we got to help this poor kid that's been through so much and he's just damaging him more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, 20 years old for a guy can be some of the worst years ever. I mean, they're just 
useless sacks of shit at 20. <laughs> well, unless they're in college or in the military or something. Really, mm-hmm. on, honestly, what this kid does need is join the Coast Guard. Yeah. That's what he needs. He needs a 6 a.m. wake-up call, a big black scary guy with a mustache banging a trash can with a wooden spoon yelling, your last easy day was yesterday, yeah. and now it's time to do some push-ups before we eat this slop called breakfast. That's what this kid needs. What this kid doesn't need is video games and sleeping in and what have you. Unfortunately, they're going to take the path of least resistance. And if you block that path, then you're going to be the troublemaker. Right. Um, That's the role I'm taking, and it's not a good place to be. What you need to say to your husband is you need to do this because you love this child. I mean – you need to say to your yeah. fiancé, husband, whatever he is, you need mm-hmm. to say, don't do it. You know, like there's this, there's this thing. It's like saying, well, he wants to eat Reese's peanut butter cups for, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Let him be happy. No, no. You're the parent. Yeah. That's not good for them. It's like letting the dog, you know, eat you know, until he falls over. Well, no. Think, yeah. think about it. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. I can't tell you all the time my wife is feeding my kid a Pop-Tart yeah. and I hand my dog a chocolate chip and my, my wife goes, what? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. That dog's on a diet. You know, like you don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. If we took half of what we fed our dogs and fed it to our kids. Now, look, I don't give a shit about the kid eating a Pop-Tart. I'm yeah. just saying yeah. the rules we have for our dogs are pretty straightforward, yeah. right? Yeah. And why? Good for them. It's good for them. Yeah. Okay. And if we let them go... The dog would live exclusively off chocolate chips and chicken skin. And its own stool. And its own stool, because it was so delightful. I'd eat the stool if that's all it ate was the <laughs> chocolate chips and the chocolate I'd pick the chocolate chips out. I mean, I'm not an animal. My point is this. It is up to you as the owner. That's what you are as a yeah. parent, essentially. And at age 20, it's time to break this kid. Right now. Yeah, soon, before this gets into a permanent. What's the kid doing? Going to a couple classes at junior college, or what's up? Or even that? Uh, Nope, going to raves, uh, doing drugs, playing video games, and we have his friends over all the time to play pool and listen to dubstep music, and that's about his life. Can you get him a psychologist, you know, a therapist, to try to help you guys? Yeah, I think that's probably the best step for... Yeah, yeah and, da- and right. Daddy really needs to buck up and be a dad. I mean, your Dad's 50, right? 42. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 42. All right, Dad's a man. Dad needs to, like, step it up and go, hey, here we go now. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And and by, by the way, listen, Dads, uh, your job isn't to be your son's playmate no. and his best bud. No. Now, it's nice if you can be friends with your kids, and it's nice if they can look at you as a friend and a dad and a confidant and so so on and so forth. But A, number one, you're somewhere between drill sergeant and boss. Yeah. And because and but by teacher. the way, you'll represent every boss and drill sergeant that they ever deal with. Right. And how they deal with them. Right. Let's get that kid focused. And for, for a couple things. First off, we're talking about a serious issue in that this kid may not see his 22nd birthday if he's out there raving and doing drugs right, he could and die. fucking around. Right, he so, could die. And if he does, he could be permanently impaired by this current behavior. I don't mean and damaged if by he drugs. Dies, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean he just impaired. permanently like never be able to get his shit together. Yeah. Now is the time where you need to start focusing and get that kid 
really, it's just discipline, discipline, and more discipline. All right, let's talk to uh, Jake real fast. Like Jake, twenty-four. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Good, hey, man. Yeah. Y'all. So uh, just walk into. You walk into a convenience store? Uh, no, sir. I'm at work right now, actually. What was that sound? Uh, we have a little alarm whenever the system goes, or whenever a door opens in the back. That way, right. you know, prevent theft. That's, what, but, that's, why, but, yeah, that's what Adam said. Did you walk into something, like a store? Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway. I, did you, no, I was going to ask Drew, Did you just uh, walk uh, into the back of your work? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. okay. Uh, that's what Yeah, we're dead. So. Where do you work? What kind of place do you work at? Uh... I want to say the name, you know, just in case. But yeah, just basically just a retail store, just sales. Okay, okay. like clothing or like a Target kind of thing. Uh, or? Electronics. Electronics. Okay, all right. that's almost what I said. Yeah. All right, all right. Here we go. No, I was going to ask Drew on his uh, thoughts on Citalopram. Uh, I've what? been having some Celexa. Citalopram. Yeah, Citalopram. Celexa is an antidepressant, so mm-hmm. selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, uh, I mean, Adam, you basically just summed it up with a previous call. Uh, you know, I'm in my 20s. Uh, I'm letting the littlest thing get a hold of me, you know, like really take a toll like on my, you know, mental state and, you know, starting to get like bad, like anxiety problems. So I went to the doctor and he uh, prescribed me the uh, 20, uh, 20 milligrams uh, citalopram. Well, here's the deal. Um, okay. Let me just, you know, the antidepressants are not a magic solution. However, they are beginning to show now that not only do these medicines affect the chemistry at the synapse, you know, the the serotonin levels, they actually are causing cells to change their genetic machinery. So the wiring changes a little bit. That's good, over time, right? Which is good. It tends to do it in a positive way. That's why some of these antidepressant effects are sustained after people come off antidepressants. Mm-hmm. I, at your age, Jake, well, I was a little younger, but I was depressed. I was having panic attacks, and I was completely fucking mismanaged. I wish there was a medicine like Celexa around when I was that age. I would have gladly taken it. It would have prevented immense amount of suffering. Um, but would instead, you have taken it? How, how long a period do you think you would have taken a couple it for? Year, a couple years, probably. But then what happened at the end of that couple of years? I got my shit together. I was feeling yeah, better. Yeah, I know. But what I mean is now you're getting off the medication that helped you get your shit together. You know what uh, I mean? Like, I what would do you not, think I, you would I was, have done? I was so miserable during that time. I didn't have to be that miserable. I still would have made all the changes. Right. No, what I'm asking I, you is do you think honestly looking back that you could have gotten off of that or chose to get off? I don't mean from I, an I addiction so. standpoint. Because things would have been going better. You would have better. made a decision. Well, yeah, but you would have attributed that to the medication. No, because no. I would have been making massive changes in my life at that time. And, and and by the way, I really didn't get over those symptoms until in my 30s I went to therapy for 10 years. And then the symptoms really subsided. So it's stuff I could have done without <laughs> those symptoms. Um, so I, I sort of, you know, from that perspective, I would say good. However, I am not a fan of primary care doctors prescribing antidepressants when people have major psychiatric symptoms. They have almost no training in this. So you might want to consider seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist and see if there's other, you know, more sophisticated ways to approach this. Selex is a very reasonable thing, a very reasonable place to start. It has a little withdrawal syndrome associated with it. So sometimes it's kind of miserable. It's good for anxiety. Not necessarily the best thing for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. You know, it's you, you'd want to follow your doctor's orders and see if I, I and, and a lot of antidepressant therapy is trial and error. Uh, so see if it works, and if it doesn't, then say, look, I got to see a psychiatrist. Got to see somebody who really knows what they're doing here. All right, Jake, do that and and enter through the front door next time. <laughs>
<laughs> all right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Ah, you, uh, you, know, you know I was depressed in the panic attacks. No, I, I did know all that. I'm what I, what I was wondering, and I know you you could have benefited from those medications. And they mismanaged me so bad. Literally, my first visit was to a primary care like that, and he goes, "Hey, man, you just take long walks. Like, what's what's wrong with you? I like that guy? No, it was a horrible, horrible advice. I tried was trying. If, if that's, I wish the fuck that's all I needed to do. It would be great. Speaking of long walks, if I had take, a dog with take me, your dog yes. for a long walk. Yeah, like Molly girl. On a short pier. Cost <laughs> me a fortune. Monthly boxes. Barkbox.com, man. Four to six full-size products. Innovative, durable toys, leashes. You love your dog like uh, I love my Molly girl. You got to get yourself some Barkbox. 100% natural. Elk and caribou. Wild boar. Other lean meats. Wild meats. Keeps your dog fit. They got three monthly plans. They're tailored to your dog's size. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. BarkBox, committed to helping the homeless dog. So 10% is going to the shelters. And that's what I love about these guys. And in U.S. and in uh, Canada as well. So you love your mutt like we love our Like you like Rex? Oh, yeah. You love Rex, man. In spite of his <laughs> maniac. <laughs> you love to help. Oh. You love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Rex. Molly, you love your mutt. We love our mutts. That's why we get BarkBox, and you can save 20% on a new subscription by visiting BarkBox.com forward slash Adam. That's BarkBox.com forward slash Adam. All right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for supporting the show. I want to thank you for being with us. We're all, what, 134? Jeez Louise. And, um, yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, clicking through the Amazon and subscribing via the PayPal and all that. We're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a little extendo break here, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll be back. Meanwhile, we'll play you some of the best stuff we've done over the past year and a half. So until next time, Sam Crow for Doctor Drew, Chris Max Patta, Gary Haftar, uh, three quarter tart, saying Mahala. This is Corolla Digital.